My name is Alice Vickery and you are listening to Dingbat Chat, the podcast where I try new experiences and then speak to an expert about them, usually after something's gone a bit wrong. Now this is episode 2.0, aka two episodes away from my lucky number, aka episode 20. 20 weeks of being a dingbat, 20 weeks of me using this podcast to have as much fun as humanly possible. And if you don't believe me, check it out for yourselves on Instagram. I do sometimes have to be seen to be believed. This week has been building up for a while, and it was just a question of perfect place, perfect time. And then Corey turned up and suddenly I had an answer. Now this one is for the regulars. You remember in my casino episode where I met the attractive ginger dealer? Well, that very same attractive ginger dealer slid into my DMs and after a couple of meetings, to be sure he was just as attractive and just as ginger as I first believed, tick and tick, he invited me to go and see the Great Ocean Road. Now every state in Australia has a big nature thing to go and do. And in Victoria, that's it. Miles and miles of cliffside road hanging between the rainforest and the sea all the way to the Twelve Apostles, of which there are now only eight, and all the way back to Melbourne. So I thought, whilst I'm doing one of the Aussie essentials and I've got my hands on an actual Australian, why not test out all the other activities I've heard of along the way? Words like goon, shoes and bogan come to mind, all of which were explained by Corey in episode 20 of Dingbat Chat. Actually, Aussie. So, I've just done the Great Ocean Road today for the very first time, and apparently, it's one of the quintessential Australian things to do. And right here, I have my Australian expert, and he is the most Australian Australian I've met so far, to be fair. His name is Corey. Hello, Corey. How's it going? I've noticed that's like one of your introductions is that you don't know, be like, oh, hey, how are you? You go, how's it going? And you don't expect to reply. Just like, yeah, just say that. Or you say, like, what's going on? What's going on? Still, Nothing. Stewing. What's doing? Stewing. Stewing. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Well, that's another new word to lose. So, Corey, you're born and bred Melbourne, yeah? Yeah. So I know, I mean, obviously you've gone all over the world. I mean, have you been to other parts of Australia? Yeah, I've done like Queensland and New South Wales. <laughs> Just don't like them. Just like not into them. He, we were in the car today, and he was like, "Do you know what? Sydney sucks." And I was like, "Sydney does suck." And he was like, "Yeah," because they always say that they're hotter than us, and they're not. And he went on to prove to me as to why they're not warmer than Melbourne. So apparently, that's is that like a real, actual sort of discrepancy between the two of you? I don't know. I just said it because horse racing. There's been more wet days this year in Sydney horse racing than there has been in Melbourne horse racing. So I just came to my conclusion that it's. Worst weather in Sydney. That's how he proved it. That's how he proved it to me. Now he's proved it to you. Obviously, you've gone to like other places, but you think Victoria is the best, obviously, by far. To live, like, I don't know, there's probably other places that are better if you're just travelling, but to, like, is a place to live, yeah, for sure. But it won the like the most livable place, for, like, three times in a row. Five years in a row, it was the most livable city in the world, so. 
He said that with a big old smile on his face, so he obviously knows that it's true. Okay, so one of the big words that have come up quite a lot, like it doesn't really matter where you are, is the word bogan. Okay, so describe what bogan means to me. Um, oh, the easiest way to put it is like the equivalent of a redneck in the States. So like someone who's like, yeah, quite like patriotic, I guess, a bit like backwards country sort of person. Mm. People say I have a pretty bogan voice, as you can probably tell by listening. Um, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't class myself as one, but yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's part to do with the accent, part, part of the way, way you behave and stuff. Mm. Just, yeah, loves sinking tinnies and all that, so... Because uh, you are probably the most Australian person I've met down here so far. And I think it's probably like because of your accent and also the amount of ridiculous slang you use <laughs> is also part of it. Because you've, t- you've taught me so many words, so many bizarre words. So this is when I come to the slang of it all, right? So I've spent, how, many, how much time have I spent? We've been on a couple of dates and this is our third now. And our third is spanning two days. So I've heard, I've heard a lot of words today that I did not know or understand before. You're going to have to go through them for me. You ready? Okay, so what, what would you say? All right, so something's like gross. You'll say that's, that's chat. Right. When he says that, he's not saying chat, which is something that we might say back home. Chat. Chat. You know that we have a chat? He thinks that's gross. <laughs> that is what that word comes across as. Like it makes no sense. So, like, put it put it in like context for me. Oh, I see that girl over there. She's well chat. That's the thing. So most of these words that Corey's taught me, uh, they they seem to be about the attractiveness of a girl. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure that a lot of them like come across boys as well. There's a lot of other words. Like they're basically what I find from Australia. They just shorten a lot of words. And then make up their own, right? Yeah. I don't know, like servo for like a service station or a petrol station. Arvo is for afternoon. Uh, Devo. Sorry, sorry. Arvo. Arvo. Arvo is for afternoon. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you on later this Arvo. <laughs> um, then we've got um, Devo is like devastated. <laughs> I'm so Devo. Can you imagine someone that saying to you? Like, I'm just so Devo. <laughs> that's, so normal. that's just so normal. Like, honestly, that's normal as. Like <laughs> that's a regular thing to happen. That's a regular I, thing to I do. Hear many people saying devastated. We're, we're, we're too lazy to say the whole word. We're, we're four, four letters instead of nine. Like, come on. But how how often is someone devastated enough not to say the word devastated? That's a million dollar question, mate. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to answer that. <laughs> One of my favourite earlier. So I said to him, like, have you heard of the word butters? Which means you know everything but her face, which is an inter- entirely horrendous question. His version of the word? Ah, uh, is a prawn. So if you, so if you look, look at a prawn, like you don't eat the head, yeah, but like the body's tasty. So that's that's pretty much it. Is that how you describe it? You don't eat the head, but the body's tasty. That's horrific. There's just there's just such so many words, so many unnecessary words that you brought in to mean something else. Do you not? Do you not agree? Like no, I know we do. Like you know, for a cigarette, I've got at least five different words that I could use. Like. Go on. Uh, Dari is probably one. Dari and Dart are the most common. And then, like, some people might say, like, Darren, Degla. Um, that's Darren's a name. Like. I, know, I know. People just use people's names. So it's, like, it's weird. There's there's no method to our madness, really. And then you've come up with a couple of words yourself, which you told me about earlier. Go on. I don't know. If you've seen School of Rock, like, the main character's called Ned Schneebly. And, like, we just think it's a pretty funny name. 
So we just like descri- started describing things like, oh, that's a bit of a schneebly, which is like, that's pretty rare or like unusual. Um, <laughs> so rare means unusual, right? Rare means odd. Like if, you're, like if you're a rare unit, you're a weird person. Like, yeah, that's like... we. we Would you say I'm rare? No, you're lovely, but... Oh. <laughs> There's just so many unnecessary words <laughs> to describe so many things. Like, Corey will start talking sometimes. I like, have to, like, give him a minute to finish his sentence. And I'm like, sorry, can you repeat that in English? Because <laughs> I just don't understand what he's saying. I feel like that is an yeah. essential part of our relationship. Yeah, probably, they probably need a uh, Google Translate for some Australians, I'd say. My One of my particular favourites. So we were sitting today on the beach... And uh, we were talking about a variety of mature topics. And we were like, it was such a nice place. We were just sitting on the sand in the sun. So I think she said like another version of it. What we say is like, it's not about the size of the boat. It's about the motion of the ocean. The motion of the ocean. You're coming in raves, darling. Literally coming in waves. I mean, I've never heard that before. So that, that sort of sets Corey up. Exactly what he's like. I imagine you use a lot of this around your friends, yeah? Yeah, like, if you listen into a conversation with my friends, like, you would probably only, like, understand half the sentences we were saying, I reckon. Okay, so if I said to you, no, like, so if you're going to say to your mates, I'm going to go down to the service station, I'm feeling absolutely devastated because they're out of cigarettes. Going down to the server, I'm devo because I'm out of darts. I mean, it shortens the sentence, you're not wrong, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much who he is. But there are a variety of Australian activities that I've heard about and haven't tried yet. So I'm sure you all remember my lovely interview with Lanky Legs about university out in Australia and all the kind of things that they get you to do. Number one, drink goon from a shoot. Now, I haven't done that yet. Have you done that before? I don't, I don't think I've drank goon from a shoot. I've had beers from a shoot before, but... Beers from a shoot? It doesn't have to be goon. It can be like any... It's just a shoot. It can be any drink. Like It can be any drink of any kind. All right, fair enough. Well, I think that's something I definitely have to try... And I might go and give it a go now. So what I'm going to do is pause this. Wish me the best. So I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was a little bit more than, I don't know, boxed wine out of a shoe. I don't know, I expected it to feel some sort of triumphant thing. I mean, you'll see me drinking it on Instagram because of course I'll be posting it. But like, I don't know. I expected, like, why do people do that? Um, honestly, I I think originally it came from like a bit of a celebration, like if you won a footy grand final, like you see um, Danny Ricardo is like Australian Formula One driver, he does it if he makes a podium and stuff. Mm. I think it just like, it's been a th- thing for a while, but I think it just caught on. Um, you know, everyone just, you know, if you're just at a kick-ons or at a sesh, you just, you know, you'll just down, down have a shoe just to try and look cool, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't say the purpose in it personally, but yeah, it's... Just something's caught on. And we just something that's happened. It's just a casually Australian thing. I feel like it is like a big celebration thing. Like I can imagine once you've had a good day, drinking goon out of shoe is just a way to kick back and relax. So <laughs> the next thing, which is Australian and very confusingly Australian. So Australia isn't known as a particularly liberal country. <laughs> like Victoria is probably the most liberal out of all the states, really. Like, would you agree? Yeah. 100%. The party in our state that's in at the moment is the the more left-wing party. Mm. Couldn't tell you every state what, what party they have in, but I'd say the majority of states have liberal. Our government's liberal. Yeah. So like not Our party's called the Liberal Party. They're not actually liberal. They're more right-wing. They're conservatives, yeah, pretty much. But like one of the biggest ice, cream, like ice creams, one of the most famous ice creams out here is called Gay Time. Yeah. 
right? And you explained this to me earlier. I was like, did they do it with pride in mind or what was it? Well, I can only assume that homosexuality was probably illegal back when gay times were first created. So I, I'm assuming it's the uh, other other many of gay. Um, yeah. As in happy, having a lovely time, yeah, yeah? Exactly. And you do have a lovely time when you eat them because they're bloody delicious. So. Okay, well, this is going to be my first time trying one. I'm not going to lie, we had it in my bag for about an hour before before he came back it's not even the proper one it's like a salted caramel one so i haven't tried this before either i'm sure it will be delicious i'm gonna go for the best right okay hold that for me a second i can do two things at once with my ice cream <laughs> okay yeah take it out oh do you hear that sexy oh no oh for god <laughs> Do you know what? That's actually delicious. Like it's basically like a sandwich bar at this point because they were so melted. But like, okay, right, hang on. Mm, that's so good. That's really good. <laughs> it's proper tasty. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. You've got goon. You've got gay time. Okay, so the next thing, I, I, I'm not going to lie, it all seems food and drink related. The thing that makes Australia <laughs> Australian. Um, next thing is chicken salt. Now, you, I have never come across chicken salt before anywhere else in the world. Like, why Why has chicken salt not spread? Um, honestly, couldn't tell you, but it's bloody amazing. So, like it. Chicken crisps, the salt that goes on chicken crisps, the flavouring that goes on chicken crisps, but you can just put it on anyway. It's essentially that, that you just put it like on your hot chips or, I don't know, like probably hot chips is the main thing people put on. I should like to explain that the reason they called hot chips hot chips is because crisps and chips are the same word out here. But no, chicken salt is something, honestly, you can add it to any meal and it's better than salt. And then the next thing we go to, the last thing we go to, is like something apparently that has become an argument between Australia and New Zealand. Pavlova and Russell Crowe. Explain it to me, explain it. Well, yeah, I think Russell Crowe was originally born in New Zealand, but he moved over as a kid. We have claimed him as our own. Um, Pavlova, not too sure of the origin. I think it was actually first created in New Zealand. Oh, no. This is you losing the battle. We're, we're the big bullies and we took it off him because they're like our small little cousin. Like, so, you know. So the Pavlova is now officially yours, as is Russell Crowe. Yeah, we've, we just claim whatever we want. <laughs> we're gonna claim. We're gonna claim you soon, Alice. So you gonna plant the flag? Are you? I don't mind. That's fine by me. <laughs> so, what do you think, honestly? Because, like, when it comes to Australian culture, I came out here expecting Fosters, barbecues, and surfing. I've seen a bit of surfing. I've seen barely any any barbecues, and Fosters doesn't exist over here. What would you actually say is Australian culture? You probably hear the wrong time of year for a barbecue. For barbecue is more of a summer thing. We ship off Fosters to the UK because it's like our a ship year. It's like our what do you call it? Like wine wine terms. Like the um, it's kind of like oh, clean skin. Like clean skin. Clean skin's like like I don't know. Like probably the bottom of the barrel. Like just the last beer. It's like because you know you, you probably want to make X amount of bottles of wine, mm. and you might have like you know n- enough wine for another fifty bottles. Yeah. It's probably the bottom of the barrel. You'll just put it in a bottle with no label sell it for a third of the price Foster's is like yeah the shit beer we make for the UK and they think oh I I think you guys don't think it's that good either do you I mean like it's a dollar it's 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 like a quid a can and it's really really easy to drink so I mean we've got nothing wrong with that and surfing and stuff but I mean how would you describe Australian culture honestly because obviously Australia is only a couple hundred years old 
So you're still developing your own culture. You're still trying to come away from being British and still trying to come into your own. So, I mean, how would you would you say you're doing that just successfully or, you know, it's happening slowly? How would you describe it? Well, I'd say, yeah, we, we, our culture, we've obviously taken elements from, you know, British culture and also probably more recently from American culture just because, you know, we're so exposed to American media, American television and all that. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, you can pre... Australians are pretty, like, you can distinctly spot one. Like, you know it's Australia. Like, when you meet Australia, like, they're, they're quite, usually quite unique. So, I feel like, well, in that regard, we're doing quite well because, you know, we have our own identity, like... You know, you know, like, oh, he, he must be from somewhere around that region, but not, like, mm. you wouldn't know, like, you can pick where we're from kind of thing. So, I think we're doing well in that regard. If you meet Australians on the other side of the world, you know that they're Australian, just from the way they act, the way they dress, their lack of subtlety, the use of the C word on a regular basis, just to describe their good friends. <laughs> hey, C, how are you doing? You're coming around to us earlier. C is a good thing. Was it, if you're a shit C, that's bad, but if you're, like, a, a good C... Like, how would you describe a good C? Oh, just like top bloke. Like, this bloke's a good C. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, a good C. He's a good cunt. That's just what he is. How can we not say that? That's exactly what I mean. Well, okay, so I've been out here for six months now. And I've, I've, I've fairly become, you know, pretty adapted to the Australian culture. But obviously hanging out with you has made it much, much worse. How would you say I'm doing? Yeah, look, um... <laughs> Look, you shit. <laughs> I'll give you a 9 out of 10 for uh, embracing my Australianness, I guess. So, yeah, you've, you've done a good job. You ke- you're keeping up with me, even though I might have to explain a few words from time to, t- from time, to time. It's all, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. We're having good fun, so. He keeps on telling me I'm posh, so I'm just going to assume that um, I'm the best British person he's ever met. Well, thank you so much, Corey. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I had a lovely time. Thank you, Alice. You're so welcome. Thank you for being far too Australian for my liking. <laughs> I had the most wonderful weekend with Corey and this was just the cherry on top of a goon-filled couple of days. He showed me all the sights, he didn't get cross about the gratuitous amount of pictures I took and he even shared his sandwich with me. Very happy to have met this charming man. And thank you for showing me all the Australian ropes, though I'm still not sure what order they go in. And I, to be honest, I don't think I will ever know. <laughs> to all my lovely listeners, too, have a wonderful week. And if you do anything good, don't forget to celebrate with a quick shooey. Keep your knees tight, arms locked and head up for episode 21 of Dingbat Chat as well. Playing with the planets. Dun, 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 dun.